Amen. Thank you. The second thing that Jesus wants for Christmas is servants. He wants us to serve. John 13, 1 through 5 says, Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper... The devil, having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper, laid aside his garments, taking a towel, he girded himself, then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he was girded. What Jesus really wants, again for Christmas, is servants who will serve each other inside the church and outside the church, also in the home. Here's two key thoughts I think will bless the heart of Jesus if we take them on and we we think them through and we start practicing them. The first thing is, Jesus wants disciples who will serve one another. Jesus wants disciples who will serve one another. And the second thing, Jesus wants disciples who will serve those outside of the church. And, and there's so much that is amazing about this episode in, in Jesus' life when he's when he, is no, he knows what's going to happen, he, he knows without a, without a doubt uh, the horrible death that he is going to experience. And, and yet he fin- they finish eating and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. But in order to grasp the immensity of what he did, let me, let me read one more portion of Scripture that describes what he did in coming to earth. Uh, Jesus wants servants, his servants, to have this same attitude. Philippians 2, 5 through 7, Paul writes, your attitude, and he's talking to the believers, he's talking to the saints, talking to the church, your attitude should be the same as that of, Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. So here's the Son of God existing eternally in the very presence of His Father. He's worshipped by heavenly creatures. The angels are worshipping Jesus. This is before He comes to earth. He's all-powerful. He, 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 he is glorious. He's, he's perfectly wise. And then He submits to His Father's plan to become a human being. And he's born, as, as he's born, he does all things that babies do. 
What a, what a humbling experience for God to become flesh and blood. Now, the school that I was taught and, and went to, we were, we were taught that because Jesus was God, when he was born, he wasn't like other babies. <laughs> you know, he didn't cry. He didn't have a dirty diaper. He didn't, uh, he didn't, he, he, he just, he was, he was like this, this perfect human being in a baby's body. Well, that's ridiculous. He was a baby. He was a baby when he had a wet diaper. Or I, don't, I don't know what they did back then. I'm some kind of a diaper. They, they certainly didn't have pampers. He would get wet. He would have a mess. He'd get colicky. He probably threw up. He probably sometimes had a bit of a fit, as babies do. He just wanted to be picked up and loved by mama. And it was a humbling experience for God. This is God. He, and as a baby, he didn't know, hey, I'm laying here. I can't talk like a human being. I can't talk like an adult, but I am God. He, he didn't know that. He was, he was just a baby. And as Paul taught here, Jesus made himself nothing, taking the servant, uh, taking the nature of a servant. He, he, he grows up and he enters into public ministry and he gathers this following. People start to see what he does and hear what he's saying and they think, man, this, this guy is awesome. And they clamor for his attention. They want his touch. But the night before he's executed, he humbles himself one more time. He needs his disciples to have one more image, one more lesson of him firmly planted in their mind before he leaves them. And in, in a very practical way, he takes the form of the lowest servant he, he gets up from washing their feet and says, Now that I, that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Think of this, this, this foot washing deal. Usually, they had a, the, the servant of the house. Uh, often he would, he would also serve the meal, but, but this servant, and it, it, was, it was like the... the, the the last guy on the trough, so to speak. He, he, was, he was it. There wasn't anybody lower. And he would come in and he would wash the, disciple, or wash the people's feet because when they, when they ate, they would recline. And sometimes their feet were in the face of another person. Now, when they walked, they didn't, they didn't take Uber to the, to the house. They walked through the streets, which were dirt, the conveyance of the time were donkeys and camels and mules and animals. They also drove the animals and the sheep to market. And as animals do, they leave uh, animal exhaust in the road. And so you, or the people, as they were coming to, to eat, would have to walk through all of that. Now, if you're putting your feet in the face of somebody else's face, in the, in the putting your feet in someone else's face, uh, it, it wasn't too appetizing. So they would wash the feet. And the servant would wash the dirt and filth off those people's, the guests' feet. Jesus says, I am taking on that, that place of the lowest servant in the house, and I will wash your feet. Now, 
boys, do as I do. You should also wash one another's feet. I've set an example for you that you should do as I have done before you. Now, there are, there are places that um, uh, churches, good churches, that practice foot washing. And, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe sometime we'll, we'll do that. Uh, it, it is a humbling, a humbling experience. Uh, I, was, I was preaching in a church down in southern Missouri, and they did this, and I wasn't told they were going to do it. And, and I, hey, friends, I've got the gnarliest-looking feet in town. I mean, they are nasty. And, and when your doctor looks at your feet and says, you need to get these taken care of, you know that they're nasty feet. So, but, but, you know, that's God says, here you are. We're going to wash your feet. And the pastor washed my feet. And then I washed his feet. I didn't know what I was doing, but I figured, here's feet. You just wash them. It was a lesson in humility for me. But this was, this was kind of where it starts, becoming servant leaders. Jesus wants disciples who are going to serve unconditionally. Ooh, pastor's got rasty feet. I ain't going to wash them things. Or, boy, those things really smell bad. I ain't going to wash them. You know, hey, wash the socks too. <laughs> So if you want to give Jesus what he really wants for Christmas, try starting, try, try starting by serving those closest to you. Who is the very closest to you today, right now? Chances are you're sitting next to her or him. Sometimes it's easier, though, to serve strangers or people who don't ask than to lay down our own desires to serve our family. Let me ask a question. Show of hands. How many in here, now, and, and dishwashers don't count, the, the, the push-the-button kind. How many in here enjoy washing dishes? There's a few sick people. <laughs> hey, can, hey, guys, can you, can, you, can you dim this? The light is flashing off my head and people are squinting out here. The, the, uh, uh, I, I, really, I really don't like to do dishes. I, I don't. There's, you know, say, well, you know, what's the big deal, John? You put it in your mouth to begin with. It was food. Yeah, well, now it's not food anymore. It's, it's, it's gunk on the plate in the dishes, in the, in the sink that's been there for a while, maybe. I don't like doing dishes, yet am I showing a servant's heart by presuming that my wife should cook a meal, wash the clothes, iron the clothes, clean the house, decorate the house, and take care of me, too? Uh, am, I, am, I really, am I really being a servant and I grumble about washing a few measly dishes? And I, so I need to... I need to and, and from time to time, I, I will wash them. But it's not my favorite thing to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I've got jobs. I have jobs in my house. Any, men, men only. Do you have a job in your house? Keep your hand. Don't put your hand down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
What, what, what's, what's your, brother, what's your job in the house? What? Yeah. Uh, take out the trash. Answer the phone and take out the trash. Uh, my job, and I've got two of them, make the bed unless somebody is still in it. So, so I make the bed and I take out the trash. Those are my jobs. Sometimes she beats me to the take out the trash and she'll take out the trash. Which I thank you for that. You've served me. You are serving. You are. Make the bed when you get out of it now. No. <laughs> I'm going to pay for that one. <laughs> so let me ask you this, both, both men and women here. When, when is the last time you did something at home that said, I am your servant to your loved one or loved ones? I, I, don't, want this, I don't want you to answer this, but... Think about that. When's the last time that you made that conscious decision to let them know that I am your servant? Say, well, I I live by myself. I live with the dog. Well, you know, expand your horizons a little bit. Maybe your neighbor. Get a cat. (laughs) So, 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 ladies... If that, if that hairy-legged man that you're living with ever tells you that doing dishes or running a load of wash is women's work, uh, you have my permission to snap him in the snoot. That is not women's work. It's housework. And you're part of that household. And as such, we ought to take part of that chore to help out. Yeah, well, I bring home the paycheck. So, she spends it. She's doing her job. So we, we, we need to look at this as servant leadership. And serving begins at home. Jesus wants disciples who are going to serve each other in the setting of the church family and the community as well. So serve at home. What's that mean? I don't know. Talk to your people. <laughs> serve at church. Well, what does that mean? That means... Like we did today. You took up, men, you took up the offering. I thank you for that. And, and did you get it all, Dwayne? Did you get it all? Because we'll send it around again if you didn't get it all. So, so you, that was serving. That's serving the body of Christ in this church. And I thank you for that. I thank you for all. You, taking care of things at the door. Welcoming people. Keeping the hooligans out. And bring the good people in. So the people that are in here are good. And, and I don't mind an occasional hooligan. But that's serving. And every time someone in our church family decides to give their time, talents, and treasure to make life easier for someone else in this church, that brings honor to God and it is following the example of Jesus. And sometimes, friends, that is difficult. Sometimes we have that same needy person that's always coming and saying, I need help. They do need help. They also need some education. But it, I, I struggled with this all week long with, with doing this very thing. How much is help and, and, and how much is enabling? 
And that's what we've got to decide and determine. So I'm thankful for each of you who make the wheels go round each week here at the church. I thank you for the the children's ministry workers. You allow parents to worship without distraction and and give of their time and you give of your time and energy to ensure that that our children are, are, are loved and accepted and taught and and are taught the same principles that you're, they're reinforcing the principles that you are teaching them at home. I thank you for that. I thank, I thank the guys who, who get up and, and, and early, come here early and make the coffee and, and go and buy those, those donuts and, and what have yous. Sometimes they even bring, where was the protein this morning, guys? Missed my protein. Cut it yourself, John. You're a big boy. <laughs> so these guys are doing that, and they clean up after themselves. They, we, we, we have a breakfast here every Saturday morning, men, or every, the, first, <laughs> the first Saturday of the month. <laughs> Craig is saying, no, you don't do that to me. First Saturday of the month, we have a men's breakfast. Guys, if you haven't been here for a long time or if you're new, uh, I invite you to come and be a part of this men's breakfast. We usually have a, 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 a challenge from the Word of God. And, and so uh, it's, it's a, it's a, really it's a good time of fellowship. So they're doing that. The hospitality team puts together these delicious meals. Thank you for that. The worship team, this, you know, they, they give the impression that this just comes dripping out of their hands and their mouths and it's just one big easy thing but but uh it's it's hard work uh it's 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 using their talent and their time to make all this stuff flow and and brings each of us to that place of of coming to the lord to worship and the list could go on and on but the point is that every time a person chooses to serve others in any of these ways it brings joy to jesus and and it reflects his heart to others. And you want to do something really cool, really special. Bless Jesus' heart. Serve your family and serve the church. But he wants more from us than just serving each other. He, Jesus wants disciples who will serve those outside the church. Mark in 10 Chapter 10, verses 35 through 45, James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, came up to Jesus saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. (laughs) And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said, Grant that we may sit one on your right and one on your left in your glory. Jesus said to them, You don't know what you're asking, Bubba and Bubette. One of them's younger. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said, we are able. And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you shall drink. And you shall be baptized with the baptism which I have baptized. But to sit on my right or my left, this is not mine to give. But it's for those whom it has been prepared. Hearing this, the ten rest of the, of the team, 
began to feel indignant with James and John, calling them to himself, Jesus said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord over them and their great men exercise authority over them, but it is not the way, this way among you. Whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. He went to the cross as a servant, died a horrible martyr's death, a criminal's death, for yours and my sin. Servant. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, if you want to be great in my kingdom, you're going to become great by making yourself small. The day your life title is slave of all is the day you will be great in the kingdom of God. And that's when it really matters. I read a story a few years ago about a church that decided to begin acting out this slave of all concept in a very remarkable way. It was a church out in Cincinnati, Ohio. And, and uh, if Jesus were around today, what do you think he'd be doing? Do you think he'd have the Benny, Benny Hinn haircut and, and the Nero jacket and rings dripping off every finger of his hand? I think he'd be out there with a scrub brush and a, bo- bottle of, uh, a can of Comet scrubbing toilets, vacuuming, shoveling snow, meeting the needs of the people, taking groceries to the elderly. This pastor of Vineyard Community Church uh, said that he believed that Jesus would be cleaning toilets. So, so he went out with a scrub brush and he headed for the nearest gas station and he started a movement. He went in there and scrubbed the men's and ladies' bathrooms. Scrubbed the toilets, washed the floors. And he called it servant evangelism. Uh, Rob King tried all the traditional methods of evangelism. And he planted this church in 1985. And in all the years, only 37 people that, that uh, came, to, came to the church were ones that went out into the community to serve. 37 people. And they went into, they scoured the restrooms at local bars while unbelieving employees looked on. God is looking for, this is a quote, God is looking for people who believe that a humble demonstration of love plants a seed of eternity in the hearts of others that will blossom into faith in Christ. Nothing is too small. Giving away life, light bulbs. Going to a car wash, we try that. Giving, putting quarters in the, in the car wash machine to, uh, uh, to, so people could wash their, wash their cars. Uh, handing out stamps at a post office before they went in to, on, on April 15th to the harried taxpayers. Church members would hand out a card then showing the, the, the location and the time and some scripture of where they met, where their church was. And one man came a year and a half later after someone gave him a, a bottle of water on a bike trail. And he was so impressed with this and he came in and he listened to the sermon. He got saved and became the leader of this ministry. And so at church, two hours every Saturday are set aside for serve fest. One day a year, we who proudly wear the name of the 
Southern Baptist Convention in our, in our uh, Flint Hills Association have a serve day. You're going to hear more about that, where we pick a town, we pick a place, we pick a church, or we pick something, where those within our organization will go and for a day will serve the community. No strings attached. But these guys have a serve fest, and members gather at the church, choose their assignments, then scatter across the city to clean toilets, rake leaves, clean out gutters, uh, go to... They, they, they have a... a, a, a team that takes dogs to the nursing home. Now, I, I would volunteer Bentley, but Bentley would bite the people, not serve them. And, and uh, uh, he's a sweetheart, though, he really. King regularly urges his Sunday crowd to be intentional in serving others. You know, we planted a seed here. Men in the church gathered and we tore down a garage for an elderly couple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story on my brother Jeff. And I've, I've, I've sanitized it, Jeff, so you don't have to get too embarrassed. Um, ask Jeff about what really happened totally and you know, he may tell you. But, but here, was a, here was a guy, he was going to, Jeff was going down the road and there was this homeless person obviously in, in a really sad shape. They, they were high or drunk and and he, he gave them a ride and, and uh, took them out, got them something to eat, and uh, then went around in, in different areas to try and get them a place to put them into uh, some kind of a, of a uh, get them cleaned up. And he couldn't find a place, so he finally took this person to uh, uh, the, the hospital and let him off. And uh, there's a lot more that goes into the story. But here's a guy who, who served the community and, and nobody knew about this. No fanfare. But served Jesus. And I know that there's more stories in here that, that, that I know that you have done that, that, uh, that, that, that work. But uh, King's Church in Ohio is 6,000 strong today. Now, why couldn't we be that church? Why couldn't this be our story? All it takes is a willingness to do something and a little bit of creativity and the desire to be a servant of Jesus Christ. So I've created a couple of tools for you to use. You're in line and there's somebody, or you're in line and there's somebody ahead of you and they're, they're handing out coupons and you can see that the bill came to $67.21. Say, excuse me, and stick your debit card in the slot. Pay it forward, if you, if you got the money. Buy them groceries. Let the person behind you go ahead of you. Uh, give a package of, of diapers to a new parent. Any new parents in here could use a pack of diapers? Any grandparents that your kids could use a pack of diapers? You know, you could use a store of diapers. Wash windshields or, or clean, the, clean them off after a snowstorm for coworkers during your lunch hour. Uh, give a gift to your mail carrier. Help a single mom or an elderly person decorate or take down decorations at Christmas. Give a gift certificate to a low-income uh, person that shops at Walmart. Let the person take, take cookies to new people in your neighborhood. In all these situations, give the person a, an outreach card that tells them about the church. No high pressure. 
and remind them that Jesus loves them. I'm convinced that Jesus Christ is going to do something with that. Among other instructions that he gave us, he says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast, lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. And we've received so much from Jesus, salvation and hope and encouragement and joy and, and the power of the Holy Spirit. We've received that. No strings attached. It's gifts that he's given to us. And he's saying, hey, be a servant leader. That's what I really want. I want to close with, with this idea. I want you to take time this week to give just as freely as you've received. This is a funny story, but uh, we were stopped at a stop st- uh, uh, stoplight, and you have the panhandlers there, you know, the signs you can't read that say, says, I'm homeless, I'm hungry, I'll take any change. And I wish they'd put something, I'll take any advice, because right behind them there's usually a, a fast food place that's looking for help <laughs> but but uh so so i i just i just kind of started grumbling and sarita said to me in her wifely way john where's your compassion she said that to the love of her youth and everything for that woman and she's upbraiding me because I was passing by the panhandler I made a comment about the guy I, you know that he looked like he was in better shape than me he could have worked so coming back those words I mean she haunts me when I'm not when she's not with me I mean, she, she talks to me I, I hear she's in my head all the time guys and I'm hearing this John where's your compassion so I reached in my pocket and I had, I don't know, three, four singles. And I pull it out and I rather piously said, friend, I don't know how much is in here, but you can have it. Get you something, a good hot meal. As he is putting the money in his pocket, I see a two on the bill. I gave that buzzard 24 bucks. And, and, and yet I'm thinking, John, that is a sinful attitude. Confess it. Well, he ate good that day, I think, or they divvy the money up. But, you know, after I confessed my sin, I felt kind of good because it was, he didn't, he didn't know where my heart was at, but it was some compassion. And, and maybe it did do some good. I'll let God decide that. But I challenge you to do three things today and this, this week. Serve your family. Say, well, I don't have a family in my house. Well, serve your extended family without any strings attached. Serve your church family. John, I'm, I'm not sure, is there, is there anything I can do? And I will say, <laughs> There's a bunch of things you can do. Go see Sarita. Uh, <laughs> she's got a list of things. And there's, there's, a, there's all kinds of things that we can do. We can, 
we can be involved in, in, in some things. We can be involved in the... Are, are you needing any help for the, the uh, sunrise, sunrise service? The, uh, the uh, candlelight service. You need any help? Do you need help? Yeah, my plan is that you've got the plan. It's called delegation. So, you know, if, if there's something that, that, that maybe you could help, I know you tune a piano, tune the guitar, tighten up the drum, I don't know, what, shine the drumsticks, whatever you can do, maybe you can sing. See Matt. See the ladies about helping to decorate. There's things that you can do to serve the body of Christ. You want to really serve? Invite somebody to church. Better yet, rather than just invite them, go pick them up. Say, hey, come on to church. We have got this thing, and, and it's going to be a little different this year. You're, you're going to enjoy it. Come on. on uh, hey, I did not make that child cry. He didn't start crying until you picked him up, Grandma. There's all kinds of things that, that you could do. You, you Come to church, and, and you're going to be blessed. And then the third thing, serve someone outside the church. Maybe a meal down at the, at the uh, mission. Maybe going out and having a, a, a time of prayer with, with people at, a, at the uh, nursing homes. There's things that you can do. And I can't wait to hear the results. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in this, in this body. Lord, they are such a blessing to me. The things that they do, the things that they say, the way they serve. Lord, uh, thank you for bringing us all together and using us. And now, Lord, we know that, that you, are, you are eagerly looking forward to us being your servants. Lord, may we have a willing hand, heart and empty hands as we go out this day. And Lord, if, if there's one here today that does not know you as Savior, may this be the day that they make that perfectly clear, that decision that they make. They could, you, friend, if, if you're here and you don't know Christ, let me invite you to take that big step. It's a huge step. To come to that place and say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I don't understand it all, but in the best way I know how, I invite you to come into my life and save me. Lord, I believe when you died on that cross, and I believe you did, that you died in my place, that I could live forever with you. Come into my life and save me. And I ask this in your son's precious name. Friend, if you prayed that prayer today and you never have before, tell me. I want to talk to you about it. You are now a son or a daughter of the body of Christ. Matt?